loud in my headphones, dude. Well, turn down my volume. Killing me, man. Killing well, me. Well, turn your volume down. I did. Just you, you should know better. I didn't turn. The... You should know when my ears hurt. I, I, make I have. I can't even reach those headphone volume knobs. Which, okay. Fair enough. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Wait, are you calling me out for being short already? Already. Oh. I don't have anyone to pick on. Hill Hippie's not here tonight. I got caught. Now I got to pick on you instead. In the land of Marys. You know. Maryland. Land of Marys. That's a. Yeah. Whatever. Well, greetings. Hello. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Um, hit about, got We're hovering at about 100. RSS subscribers, so yeah. thanks for listening. We're doing all right. Though. We're doing all right. Getting yeah, a couple, like maybe about twenty a week. Thanks. Tell your friends. Listen to the show. Hope you like it. Uh, even though Hill Hippie isn't here. Um, what did you do this weekend, EK? We usually start right there. Shit. Uh, you forget already? I went to a birthday party. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it was the same one. Yeah. Okay. So. It was a pretty fun birthday party yeah. uh, because it had a very retro feel to it. Oh, super retro. It was outdoors uh-huh. at a park. Coolers full of drinks, pizza. Yeah. Uh, 800 kids. But here's the thing. Uh, do, you, should you, do you want to tell this? Because it was kind of you. Yeah, the dirt mounds. They were, uh, the pavilion we were at um, was right next to the baseball field, which I love. And so... Um, there was three big piles of dirt there. They probably left over from when they made the fields or or whatever. And so they're just three big mounds big of dirt. Big mounds of dirt. Probably, if you're standing at ground level, they were probably about four and a half, five feet tall mounds yeah. of dirt yeah. that were like pyramid, yeah. like a, a proportionate pyramid depth. Exactly. And like, all these like kids, large mounds, and all these kids with that know what smartphones are, that know what tablets are. They know there's a playground at, at the park. Yeah, no, like like not even like like visible. Like like yeah. you could they could have run to it and been there in less than five minutes. Like it was part yeah. of the park we were in. There was but a playground. It, yeah, we weren't right next to it, but was what was right next to us was the three dirt mounds. Dude, and these kids were so aggressive too. Every like, single kid was playing on those mounds. Yeah, and, and and like like it was almost like there were levels of of uh, difficulty for the mounds. Like the mound closest to the adults, like a lot of the the like smaller kids were kind of playing around on that the, one, playing yeah. around the base. And then you had the the uh, intermediate slope, and then you had the yeah, there were yeah the, the triple the, diamond. The one in the middle was the one the kids were running up <laughs> yeah. and then running down and then running up and running down, and then there was the one in the back that wasn't so visible to yeah. the adults. Yeah. And that was the one where, like, if you paid enough attention, you'd catch a kid check another kid from the top of the hill. Right, yeah. Like, they were playing a little secret game of King of the Hill without being too, too aggressive. I saw a kid go down, man, hard, hard in his shoulder. And he popped up, like, real quick. I was like, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, like I hope nobody saw me just get pushed off. <laughs> trying to save face. Trying like, to save I'm face. cool. I'm good. Everything's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that was great just seeing kids getting all low tech. And, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was my uh, niece's birthday party. Happy birthday to my sweet little niece. Yeah, she she looked like she was having a good time. Oh, it was yeah. uh, Descendants themed. Yeah. Okay, so I, I didn't I'm know. I'm not familiar with that. Okay, is at so all. I, I am now. Okay. A little bit. Okay, so the Descendants, this is this is what it, basically it is. Uh, there is this high school okay. that all the kids of. The Disney generation of us, like our Disney movies uh-huh. and like our parents' Disney movies, like they got combined, and like the children of those heroes and villains now populate this high school. Okay. So like Snow White had a kid, and, and like um, Cinderella, they had their kid. And like all that, they're the like the popular, the cool kids or whatever. The so good, it's like the, Disney the High, and then like all the villains, all those kids. Like they're the descent, they're the ones that are like the the bad kids, the cool kid. Like they're the cool bad kids. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's Disney High, basically. But that's but that's that's the setup. It's it's the children or the descendants of the popular characters, the popular characters across the Disney world. I gotcha. Interesting. I guess you know I don't I don't watch kids shows. Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm glad that they're doing something like that. And I hope that it sparks interest in those classic movies. Uh, obviously. Um, 
uh, you know that's why they did it it's like obvious that you want to see the mom's story because you're yeah. so into the descendants check out check out let's see snow white yeah. story see the original yeah <laughs> but I, I wonder how inclusive it is like are all of the disney characters properly represented all of them i don't know maybe some of them are you never know some could be sterile you know like is there some like aqualad type uh, kid walking around, the son of Ariel and uh, Eric, like he's got, you know, he's okay. He's 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 normal, right? But he's got webbed fingers and toes. That'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. He comes out with gills. Yeah. Oh no, mermaids. Yeah. Mermaids are like human from the waist up, so I guess it just be have webbed feet. Maybe they got those like gills behind the ears, like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Perhaps I don't know how mermaids breathe. I haven't looked into the science of it. Never caught one. Do they grant wishes? No, I think they kill. I think they kill sailors. Oh, okay. Like they lure them. Well, I've never seen one. I was a sailor. I never saw one. Yeah, pretty sure they try to kill sailors. Okay. As you know, I was watching Legends of Tomorrow. Speaking of sailors, I was watching Legends of Tomorrow. Really? And there was this uh this joke, um that the professor makes about he he's drinking and the guy says to him, "You drinking whiskey?" He goes, "What? What do I look like? A sailor? It's brandy." Oh right. And I, was, I just thought that was uh, ha taking shots at sailors because sailors drink whiskey. I don't drink whiskey. I don't drink whiskey either. I'm not a sailor, though. I guess I missed out on all these cliches. I yeah, to... I'm saying there's cliches that I wasn't aware of. I don't have any tattoos either. Hmm. Or piercings, which I, I don't I don't get. Sailors are, like, superstitious. They're they're almost like, they were super, like, MLB level superstition when it comes to sailors. Yeah, yeah aren't you supposed to get a tattoo for every port that you're in? I don't know. I, think... I didn't. <laughs> I wish we had like people like like our like our syndicated listeners like we got there's almost a hundred people now, almost hundred we're close to a hundred uh, that subscribe to us either on iTunes or on Google Play or any um, other yeah. Shock Monkey Radio if you're looking for us there but we've got like I wonder if anybody knows what the rule is on tattoos and sailors I think it's I think it's one in every port I think so I don't know that's one of the unspoken rules of being well, it's safe. just that you know people don't. People who get tattoos, when you get one tattoo, you're more likely to get a second, a third, and stuff. Next thing you know, you got a sleeve work, and then you, you know, 40 years pass, and then your grandpa purple arms, you know, and it's just, a, I don't think it looks good. Tattoos. That's just my personal choice. If you want to get tattoos, I mean, I have seen tattoos that look great, you know, but it's just my personal choice. And the only time I ever considered about getting a tattoo was maybe like an imperial emblem my favorite tattoo on my was, shoulder. My favorite tattoo was Village's. Village, what? Survey Villages. That poor guy. He went and out and killed himself. Still my favorite tattoo. Boom, boom, That plane. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm afraid of needles, man. Never got a tattoo either. Don't like needles. Well, I mean, you, I don't want to be stabbed a thousand times with a tiny needle to, that, to, to make. But a that's permanent the point: is that because your body is your your skin is physically being attacked, your body releases endorphins to deal with the pain. That's how pain works. Endorphins are addictive. Okay, so people will say tattoos are addictive. Yes, they are because the experience of getting one is what is addictive, not the tattoo itself. I, I follow all that logic. I still don't want to fucking be stabbed a thousand times with a needle to get a picture on my skin. Isn't okay, if you're if you're a big sissy when it comes to needles, that's your reason for not wanting to get a tattoo. What's your reason? My reason? I could. I've only found a couple of things I thought would be cool enough to put on my body for the rest of my life, and that would be like an imperial emblem on my shoulder. But after I got out of the navy, I was like, screw the empire. I'm joining the rebellion, and so. Uh, now I want a rebel el- emblem. Yeah, or maybe, you know, the back of Spider-Man's costume? Mm-hmm. He's got that round spider with the four legs on each side. Yeah. Yeah, like that on my back or something like that. Okay, those be- are pretty cool ideas. But, I mean, other than that, you know, I haven't really found anything cool enough to um, put on my skin for the rest of my life. I mean, the choices that you make with your skin is your business. And believe me, I like looking at tattoos. I think it's cool because it's art. You know, and I I love art. So, yeah, it's just that I don't want to get into a conversation with every single emotional attachment to every single tattoo. I don't want to hear a story for each tattoo. I just want to say, hey, that looks cool. That doesn't. That that sucks. That's awesome. You know, I don't want to hear about your. And then I lost my. Then I lost my kids, and then I got this one. I knew a biker couple, and I really liked their. uh, I really liked what they did. They got tattoos on their ring fingers when they got married. That's awesome. It's more. There weren't jewelry. We don't wear jewelry, and that's what's more permanent than that. 
Yeah, you could still get a tattoo removed. Uh, just like. Plus, they probably maybe you ain't, they ta- had, you ain't taking that ring off. Is the point? You got a tattoo on your maybe, ring. Maybe finger. that's the point. It's like one of them strayed at some point before they got married, <laughs> and so they had to come up with this idea. It's like we need to get tattoos because I know I don't want off. you taking yeah. your ring off. <laughs> that's the trick. That's the trick. <laughs> that's it, ladies. You don't want your man to cheat. That's what you do. You tattoo your ring fingers. When mm-hmm. You get married. Can't take that off. Genius. Uh, I thought I've had a couple of ideas for tattoos, especially you know with the passing of my uh, brother and sister. I thought you know like. Maybe like getting like a buckle, a tattoo of a buckle. Uh, no, no one would understand that. But you know, it was my brother's one of my brother's nicknames. It was buckle. You know, and he was, no, he was Uncle Buckle for two kids. <laughs> was, Where would you put it on your body though? I, under your navel? <laughs> Middle thinking, of your waist, was, under your navel? Sticking on the bridge of my feet. <laughs> there you go, two on the bridge of your feet. Buckle. So you look like you're walking around barefoot like a pilgrim. But the, the, but that's the thing. It's for me. It's not for anybody else. I ne- when when have you seen me really barefoot? I'm always wearing my shoes or or socks. You have I'm, ugly feet. I don't I'm like ver- I have hobbit feet. I am rarely barefoot unless I'm transitioning from shoe to slipper. Or <laughs> I, I, you have slippers? I do. Oh my god, dude, my feet are disgusting. And I don't like needles. Yeah, feet are disgusting in general. I have like f- combo Flintstone hobbit feet. I don't. Ew, that's fucking. Yeah, if Frodo banged Fred, that's what—that's the kind of feat I would have. I was the child of that. Ugh, yeah. Could we stop talking about this? Yeah, it's 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 horrific. I don't get like people who are into feet like sexually. I don't get that at all. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I mean, just in the searches I've done for Rebecca Felgate, there are people wanting to see her feet. I mean, she made a video because people kept saying we want to see your feet. Ugh. And that's super duper Look, weird, you, you man. Could, you could have the most, and I'm, do, I'm doing air quotes here. You could have the most beautiful air quotes uh, <laughs> feet in the world. They're still feet, and like I would see those feet, and I would I would see hairy toe knuckles, even if there weren't hair on those toe knuckles. <laughs> like that's just what would happen. Sorry, would, baby, I'm not I, putting that I in would, my mouth. I would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no dice, no toe jam on this sandwich. Right, but that's just me. I mean, if you're into feet, you know, who am I to judge you? You know. Oh, no, yeah, to each, to each his own. It's just not I'll for make me. fun of I, You hear me making fun of other people's sexual fetishes, but you won't hear me mentioning any of mine, all right? Because mine are weird, too. I mean, everyone's got weird things that they're into, but mine aren't feet. Me dose. Anyway, that's a lot like dirt mounds at a, at a five-year-old's birthday party. We really, yeah, we really ran with that. Got off track. It's okay. It's relevant. We're only 13 minutes in. So, really? that was only 13 yeah, minutes. so we're doing that. We talked about both of our weekends, right? Two birds, one stone, exactly. and and we already went down the rabbit hole once. We're great. Well, you know, you just can't sp- have a conversation with me without finding a rabbit hole somewhere. Madman will find it. So let's go down here. It just happens. It's okay. It's an acceptable uh, <laughs> thing that happens. Excuse me. All right, um, I want to move on to this next topic because I gotta find my articles. Yeah, have you looked at these yet? Yep. Okay. Um, I didn't read. Or I didn't read the right. total. I, read I headlined. I headlined it unless I thought the article was like, "I want to read this." Um, I I was when I did the Instagram post saying we're about to do the show. Um, I was hesitant to use the hashtag Me Too and hashtag Times Up hashtags. That's a lot of hashtags. Um, because I don't think that putting a picture of a monkey in in that hashtag group is a good idea. Because I probably don't deserve to. Well, no. I look. Look, the hashtag is relevant because we're going to talk about... Me too and Time's Up. Yeah. yeah. So the hashtag is relevant regardless of what the cover imagery is. Yeah. Um, it would only be disrespectful to use those hashtags if we were going to make light of the movement. And, and that's, that's not, not, yeah, that's that's not, not the point. That's not the intent. Yeah. But, I mean, I would rather those hashtags be saved for, you know, the truth coming out than just some just because some podcast in Virginia is going to have a topic on it, you know. Should be, uh, you know, that. that's fair. That's fair. That's but at the me. same time, if the truth is going to come out, it should come out to the police. It should come out to the news. Um, it shouldn't be coming out on Twitter or Facebook. It shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Start. Social media isn't the place to. Social media is not the place to to to, to tell your truth to power. Um, prosecute. You know, go to the cops first. Go to. And meanwhile, don't get me wrong. If you're not finding the help you need from the police and from then, yeah, yes, yeah, please, by media. all means. Um, but but do that first. You know, those, that's what that's what they're there for. They're the ones that are going to be able to help you the fastest. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to Me Too and Time's Up, I mean, I think it's a very good thing that women are coming forward and reporting uh, the horrible things that some men do. 
I mean, I get it. I really, really do because I've been witness to some of these things. And I'm ashamed of myself for standing by and doing nothing myself about it, you know. And uh, I think it's good that people are starting to listen, listen to and believe women that these things happen. And it makes me sad because it's dominating the news and it's every other day or two or three times a day, some new accusation for somebody comes out. And it's appalling to me that these men have been doing this for so long. These types of men, I should say, because this has been since the dawn of time, this stuff has been going on. You know, just some guy whipping out his dick. And but here's the thing. Grabbing a, grabbing a boob. I have good news. Okay. Look at the men that are going down. Think about it. The, the bi- these big names that are going down across the board. Look at their age groups. Yeah, they're older, these are greatest got, generation age kind of people. The children that are growing up now yeah. aren't going to think it's acceptable in any way, shape, or form to behave that way. I think, I think that people tr- attempting that kind of behavior uh, will always exist in some form. It's just, I guess it was easier back in like the 70s and sure. 80s to, sure. and to it's get away all, with and, that. And to, to have that psyche of, it's just some broad. Like some inferior woman. That's right. that's that that was a there was a time that, that that's what they were taught at yeah. a long point of their life where in that schools. was how life was. Yeah, women are, yeah. You look how how old is fucking Trump? He's he's like almost eighty, right? I guess. He's like in his in his mid seventies. Sixties, I think. Computer. Oh wait. It's, no, it's it's Alexa. How old is Donald Trump? Donald Trump is seventy one years old. Okay, so he's You're 71 right. years old. Yeah. 71. So it's 2018. So when he was in his 20s 50 years ago, right? what would that have been? I don't know. I'm not doing math. I'm not here for math. 2018 is almost 2020. That would have been 1970. Yeah. 1970 is when he would have been in his 20s. In the 70s, that was when women were starting to burn uh, bras. and, and Well, the, actually, yeah, well, yeah. Well, toward late 60s. It's so. more reviving and re. re- Reattempting to fight the power, women's suffrage, which has been going on for a long time. It's so. Uh, but even in the seventies, yeah, women were housewives, and and that's that was the only roles that they had. They couldn't get jobs, you d- know, d- like divorce, secretaries and yeah, waitresses. D- divorcees weren't looked highly upon. Yep. Single mothers weren't looked highly upon. Yeah, like, like it, was it, was a it was a different time. It was a different time, and and everyone didn't have communications that they're fingertips to say like this guy did that and right. so forth and that's why i think the communications uh capabilities of the internet and the internet age has allowed um women who experience this kind of abuse to band together and i think that that is like i said why i think the internet is one of the greatest things that ever happened to the freedom of speech okay you know? no kidding because this is, this is how you can organize the data because you understand people like put outputting Terabytes upon terabytes of data. Soon our world is going to be nothing but hard drives. And so just to hold all the bullshit we're spewing out on the internet from our podcast to Rebecca Felgate's channel on YouTube to every hashtag that there is. Yeah, we got a lot going on. So people are, you know, taking that data down and, you know, we got a record of it. And that's, I mean, it's scary how much data you're talking about, but I mean it. If you know anything about databases and stuff like that, but it's uh, I think it's it's awesome. Anyway, um, it's it's depressing me. Depresses me how long they've been putting up with this. And um, one day my niece is going to grow up, and I know that there's going to be some asshole out there that's going to look at her as an object. And my heart fills with rage over what I want to do to the face hypothetical and head. Part of this hypothetical person <laughs> that's in the future, you know, you treat you treat my niece like a woman who deserves respect. You know, I'm scared when she t- hits the teenage years, and these whoever they are, whoever they're going to be, I'm going to think they're not good enough. That's just who I am. You know, you're not good enough for my niece, and so I'm just trying to get in her pants, and that's just I know because I was a teenage boy, and that's all I was thinking about when I was talking to girls. I couldn't help it. I couldn't get it under control until about mm, 25. 
25-ish is when I was able to think clearly around women without just sex, sex, boobs, you know. And, it, I mean, it's unfortunate for guys that uh, that your testosterone starts to hit you and your mind becomes a one-track you know, one mind. Tom says welcome to his world. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... It's tough on guys to not behave that way because it's all all that's on all all that's on your mind. Um, I'm not saying that it's right to behave in such a way, like pulling out, you know, whipping out your Johnson. I mean, who thinks that that's going to work? I keep reading these stories about it, and they say, "Yeah, he just he was sitting there. We closed the door, and he whipped out his junk and touched my booby." And I'm just like, "Who who thinks that that's going to work?" We're like, "Has ever." Has any woman ever seen a guy whip out his Johnson? And she said, "Oh, finally! I've been waiting. I've been waiting, no, following you around for you, waiting for you to do that." And it's sad. It's sad that this is the world that we live in. But this is look. This is everyone's heard this story. I've heard stories. I've heard female friends of mine say, "Yeah, I was with this dude. I went out. With the craziest thing that ever happened is I went out with this dude, and like we were on in the car on the way, and he just pulled his dick out. Like I've, I've." I've heard stories from those, like those of those from my female friends as well. It's fucking crazy how often that crazy story happens. And you know why that's happening is because fathers aren't telling their kids. You know what's a really fucked up thing to do that really creeps pulling women out? Pulling out your dick, pulling out fr- your dick randomly. I guarantee that any guy that's ever done that did not have a father that said, "Hey, you want to skeeve a girl out? Just pull your dick. Yeah, <laughs> pull your dick out. Hey, maybe the date wasn't going as bad as, or maybe the date wasn't going as good as you thought it was, ladies. Maybe he wanted to make it awkward and was like, "God, how can I make sure this girl how never calls, calls me, me again? again. <laughs> Whip out my dick." Even if that was the case, that's the wrong it's way. Still to the go. wrong move, right? Right. It's still a not acceptable answer. <laughs> how can I get? To, uh, she keeps calling me. She keeps wanting to date. I like you. Got it. I'll show her my penis. Dude, that could have backfired in the wrong way if your goal was to get out of there. That's what I mean. I'm saying. That's a bad plan, no matter what your motive is. No matter what your motive is. The answer to any question is never, never pull, pull your, your dick, dick out. out. <laughs> oh, God. I just... But, I mean, it's so common a story, like you said, that, I mean, it, it terrifies me. 22 minutes, 45 seconds. Remember that. Okay, yeah. 22 minutes, 45 seconds. Okay, write it down or something, man. You'll remember it. No, I won't. My memory's not that good. Anyway, it's just that it's, it happens so often, this kind of behavior, that, I mean, it it terrifies me. I don't want my my, my niece growing up in, in that kind of world. I can't believe my sister grew up in that kind of world. And my mother, my mother growing up in that kind of world, all the females in my family. You know, I've heard horror stories from my mother. My sister, it's it's not right. And the simple it's fact... It's just not right. It's not right. And, you know, I'm mad because I'm single. I know I'm awkward when it comes to women. I know why I'm single, because I'm awkward when it comes to women. But in my youth... <laughs> Tom said he didn't have a father to tell him that. It seemed obvious. <laughs> Don't pull your dick out. Well, some of these kids, you got to tell them something. you got to, you know, you got to lead them to the water and then tell them to drink. But, I mean, I knew I was awkward around girls, and I, I didn't know what to say trying to talk to them and stuff like that. But my mind never went to the conclusion, I know, whip it out. She'll get, the, she'll get what I'm getting at. She'll know what I'm getting at. She can't buy the goods if you don't put them on the counter. Or, or cop in a field. Like, just, just grab her. She knows what's up. She'll, she'll know what's up then. Yeah. It's like squeezing a girl's ass at the bar. I'm Guilty. I mean, that's why I'm ashamed of myself. I mean, I, I lived in the 80s. I've grabbed girls' asses. Sorry. Shame on the madman. I've altered my behavior since then. Kicked myself with guilt for knowing how invasive, rude, and threatening that is to women. Yeah. I get it. I'm sorry. If... If you're one of those girls out there that I grabbed your ass, sorry. Because the 90s were weird. And I was very, very awkward. And I saw other guys doing it and having success. That's that's where it's weird, yeah. That's why it's weird. I can't remember the comedian, but there is there is a great comedian who talks about uh, why these guys... <laughs> The messed up, the messed up double standard of, you know, if a, if a good, good-looking person smiles at you, you're like, hey, what's up? 
But if a, like if a not so good looking person smiles at you, it's like, what's wrong with them? Like, why are they looking at me? Uh, we'll get we'll come back around to the uncell. All right. Um, <laughs> we'll do that after this little segment here. Um. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to all the women in the world, especially here in America, who are speaking up, because uh, here's another issue: is that I heard that um, sexual harassment in the military has always been a problem. First of all, uh, especially when I mean when women became more integrated, but it's always been a problem in the military. And um, now I've, I've hear reports that sexual harassment and assault reports are going up in the military and at first your first reaction is oh man is it getting worse no 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 no. more women are coming forward they're not afraid right anymore and so when i first heard that news that is sexual you know harassment and assault reports are increasing in the military at first my first knee-jerk reaction is like no but no no it's not that it's getting worse. It's this. It's that it, they it, feel it's safe coming, coming to an, it's coming, coming to an end. Yeah. yeah, it's finally coming to an end because now women are coming forward and are not afraid to come forward. Narc on those assholes by all means. There's nice guys out here that got your back. Women of America, I salute you. You're so strong and brave. Thank you for being that way. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Golden Girls. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. A good show, man. To be in the military, <laughs> to travel around the world, and back again. <laughs> what movie was that from? Where, uh, what, uh, did, oh, why am I blanking on his name? I don't know. Birdman. Oh, Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. What movie? What, there was a movie with Michael Keaton. It was a cop movie. Other, what, the other guys? Uh, I don't know. There was a cop movie with Michael Keaton where uh, he keeps quoting TLC and everyone keeps calling him out on it. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But he's like, you know, I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> but he, through the whole, I think it's the other guys. It's Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, I think. Uh, I haven't seen that one. And, the, and he's, like the, he's like their boss. And he like, he like listens to TLC? No, that's the thing. He's claiming that he doesn't know. He keeps quoting TLC, but he keeps claiming that he doesn't know. It's my phone ringing in the other room. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll have to go and deal with that in just a second, and you'll have to pander for a moment. Okay. Well, go ahead, because I want to move into this unsell thing, and you you, uh, uh, you have most of the information on it. You just brought it up to me a little bit before the show, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? And EK was like, well, it's a category you probably fit in. And I was like, uh-oh, who's putting me in a, who's putting me in a category? Uh, it turns out they're coming up with all sorts of new categories and hashtags, and apparently... Unsell. No. It's I typed unsell and go change this to <laughs> Uncle. I was like, that's not what I'm looking for. It's asked, now it's showing me results for Uncle. Anyway, unsell is unintentional celibacy. They are involuntary. Involuntary? Involuntary. Incel. Incel. That's what it's called. Get off the phone, EK, and correct me. All right. Uh, involuntarily celebrate person. All right. I'm, I'm reading from urban dictionary. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, involuntarily celibate a person in parenthesis, usually male. What? Okay. A person who has a horrible personality, treats women like sexual objects and thinks his lack of a sex life comes from being ugly. Is really just as blatant sexism, a terrible attitude. Urban dictionary. Okay. Let's, try, let's see what Wikipedia says. That's a little bit more reliable. Um, there, it says it's an online subculture whose members define themselves as being unable to find a romantic or sexual partner, despite desiring one. Anyway, so it's a group. Um, they're most exclusively heterosexual and male. Um, discussions. This is a little honest. I think. I think you'll you'll find this an incel. Uh, people. Uh, discussions of in, in incel forums are often characterized by the resentment, mis- uh, misan- ugh, misogyny, and misan- misanthropy. Misanthropes. They're misanthropes. And the endorsement of violence is 
against sexually active women. See, I can't get down with that. Nobody can get down with that. And more sexually successful. And sexually successful men? That's horrible. Anyway, um, it's another category of victim, I guess. I mean, I'm, I can't find a romantic or sexual partner. I, I don't think that I'm a victim because of it, that some, somehow it's involuntarily. No, there's a very good reason why I'm single. You know, you, you don't get a name, nickname like Bad Band for no reason. All right. Apparently, it was first used in 1993, and after a period of academic use, came to wire to public notice with the banning of a subreddit called r slash incels. Um, and a series of mass murders committed by men who self-identified as involuntarily celibate and who shared their similar ideologies. Anyway, the point of that is that um, apparently a lot of these shooters, these kids that go crazy and start shooting people, um, may uh, classify themselves as incel, involuntarily celibate. Um, and because of, of this, they are very angry. Obviously, I know I know how it is to be angry because you're having a hard time finding a date or homecoming or whatever. But you're not a victim. I mean, that's just the nature of life. You know, some people will die alone. You know, it's it's it stinks. But I mean, sorry, you you don't have like a right for love. A right to sex. I mean, I think that that's kind of the point. It kind of goes hand in hand with the um, the issue of Me Too and uh, uh, Times Up, because it's it's this entitlement, entitled feeling that you know if be, because I have sexual, I have a sexual nature that I deserve sex, you know, or I deserve romance, you know, because I have that interest in it. And you know, that's not the case. You know, that's not the case. You know, just because I like beer doesn't mean I deserve it. You should work hard for your beer. You need to work hard for your relationships. And that's what it is. You don't just come in there and say, you know, pull your dick out and expect women to be jumping all over it. Because, number one, that's a stupid idea. And two, you have no right to do that. Just because you're born with a penis doesn't mean you have the right to put it wherever you want or where you want to put it. Because isn't that really the idea? I mean, after all, involuntarily celibate could just be somebody like me who has impossibly high standards for uh, his um, <clears throat> traits and capabilities and truly thinks that somebody like Rebecca Felgate would be interested in him. But that's not the case. I don't think I have any right to love, any right to sex. And I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to pick up a gun and uh, hurt somebody. Because I think that I'm entitled to it. All right. Um, it's been reported, reported to have been coined in an anon- by an anonymous college student uh, from Toronto uh, in 1993 when she created a website in order to discuss her sexual inactivity with others. The website, called Alana's Involuntarily, Cel- Involuntarily Involuntary Celibacy Project, was used by people of all genders to share posts about the topic. During her college career and after, she realized she was queer and became more comfortable with her identity. She, she later gave the site to a stranger. After reading about the 2014 Isla, Isla, Vista, Isla Vista killings, she wrote, Like a scientist who invented something that ended up being a weapon of war, I can't uninvent this word, nor restrict it to the nicer people who need it. Uh, she expressed regret uh, at a change in usage, and her original intention was to create an inclusive community for men and women who are sexually deprived due to social awkwardness, marginalization, or mental illness. Yeah, but I mean, it kind of got hijacked by these people who use it as a, like a reason for to put themselves, make themselves a victim and feel like they have a right to sex or romance when, when you don't. Nobody does. The thing is, the whole thing about a relationship is earning someone else's trust. Yeah. And if, Num- if number one way to, to not earn their trust, pull your dick out. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, pull your dick out. That's how you. That's how you not get trusted. <laughs> um, but that, like, how do you? 
if you assume that you're entitled to I'm involuntary cel- every person is involuntarily celibate if the option were on the table to constantly and, and I'm, I'm going to make this the best world possible if the option were for every person were to have the relationship that they wanted right okay. whether whether you're gay straight trans whether you want to be married whether you don't How, want to however be married, you want to do however it. you want your cheeseburger you get it the way you want it you want it your way you get it um and in that relationship this is an option to every human being on the earth you can have sex with that person in that relationship as often as you want job money is not an issue work is not an issue um all you got to do is eat shit sleep and 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 have sex and 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 that's it. Do you think there's any time of the day other than sheer exhaustion every human being on the planet would not be having sex in those ideal conditions? Everybody would rather be having sex. Right. So therefore everyone is involuntarily celibate while they're not having sex. Well, I mean, it's just I'd never Therefore if what is what's that? If everyone's special, that's just another way of saying nobody, nobody is. Yeah. Well, if everyone's an incel, then nobody's an incel. This is re- this is a ridiculous victim class that doesn't need to exist. And I and as as much as I hate to say this, this is some patriarchal shit. This yeah. is some shit created by some chauvinistic dudes that are pissed off that they and they and they think that because everyone's a victim now they're trying to be funny and it's not funny, dude. I, I don't it's know not, if it's about being funny. It's about not taking responsibility for yourself, your yeah. own life. I mean, if a girl rejects you, you maybe you know lower your standards, you know, change your tact. You and, and 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 bear this in mind too. You know, it's never to, it's for, on one hand, it's never too late. To find someone that compliments you. And on the other hand, your mistakes that you make through your youth and being a jerk and feeling entitled, there will come a point in your life where everyone knows that's the kind of person that you are and that's why you're not meeting anybody. That's why no one wants because you've built a reputation for yourself as being an asshole. <laughs> My feelings, man. I'm not an asshole anymore. Nobody knows who you are. <laughs> I'm not an asshole anymore. <laughs> we just got these subscribers. Nobody <laughs> knows who you are. <laughs> these subscribers are brand new. Are, are you talking about me? <laughs> no, I'm talking. Like I said, I know why I'm single. I'm, I'm talking about some guy, some guys that I remember growing up with, some college age guys. What the woe is me, woe is me, guys. The guys that ended up in the newspaper because some girl got a little too drunk and they offered to take them home. Yeah, like you know these guys, these kind of special scumbags. The, these are the ones that feel like you know. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to this. And and meanwhile, as a teenage boy, your hormones are one thing, but to truly feel. Like you're owed something to be horny, you can't control. But yeah. to feel like a girl owes you that, you're fucked in the head a little bit. A little bit. You need a little help. You need a little priority change. A little bit. I mean, I constant. I mean, everyone would rather be having sex, like we mentioned. But I mean, I don't feel like I have a right to it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if not, if I if I do have a right to it, I'm way overdue. Right. And that's a, that's why I get so upset about this whole incel incel involuntary as if you have a right to not be celibate yeah that's what you imply by categorizing yourself as an ins i'm involuntarily celibate it's it's against my choice right it's not my fault that's the point it's not my fault it it, maybe is maybe you shouldn't done the like we did that story about the kid who did the if i if i were black i'd be picking cotton sign for a proposal oh but instead of picking you right right racially insensitive stupidity right do you think that kid thinks he's an incel? It's like, no, dude. It's because you made that stupid ass sign. Right. Right. <laughs> That's why you got rejected. Right. He knows what he did. I'm an incel. It's not my fault. It's like, no, man. You screwed up. You know. Try a different way to ask a girl to prom other than that. It's just lesson learned, pal. Yeah. Lesson <laughs> learned. Oh, we had. You know, this conversation came up, and it comes up every once in a while. And every time it comes up, I love to take the opportunity to rant just a little bit about it. Uh, so, so. You had posted a couple of memes or images uh, to a group. Oh, uh, yeah, one of our groups, yeah. Wondering if, if they were maybe a little pushing to the racist side. Racist yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, and you went with another image, not to avoid the racist side, but to, to avoid it for an entirely different reason, which I understood. Um, but 
there's a big difference between racism and stereotyping. And and this is this is it's it's a very simple but very big difference. Racism implies superiority. Um whereas stereotyping does not. It's it's very simple. So like to say that oh well, Asian people they're good at math. That's not racist. Eh. Because it doesn't imply that Asian people are less than you or you think less than less of them because they're good at math. Eh. It's stereotyping. Eh. You're stereotyping Asian people by th- That is not racist, that's stereotypical. It's another type of fucked up. But, but but definitions are important because the English language is important. And people should know the difference between what stereotyping someone is and what being racist is. Um, because being racist, you, you have to imply superiority. You have to imply that they're less than because of their race. Uh, I um, still think stereotyping is akin to racism. It might be akin, but it's not the same. Black people are good at basketball. That's not racist. It's stereotypic. It's a stereotypical ignorant statement, but it's I, not racist. I know a racist. lot of black guys that would disagree with you. Sure. I'm not saying it's a factual statement. I'm saying it's a stereotypical statement that's ignorant, but it's not racist because it doesn't imply anything negative or less than. I and that's the whole point. Think, yeah. And if you look up the what the definition of racism, which this is something a lot of people struggle with, you know, it's the it's the definition. You can't change it because you don't like what it is. Yeah, and I want to move off this topic. I'm just I get to rant. I disagree with you. I get I get to rant sometimes. I disagree with you. Stereotyping look, is look, just as bad. Look it up. Look up the definitions of I both words. I know the definition of look both the, words. I'm not saying that stereotyping isn't just as bad. I'm saying there's a difference. There is a and it's a big difference. Stereotyping is bad. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying there's a difference. One is not the other. Okay. There is a difference. They're two different words. They're two and they're two bad things, but they're different things. That's my that's my only point. Okay. I wasn't trying to vote for, hey, you should be stereotypical because that's better. That's not what I was saying at all. My, my apologies if I came off that way. You sure did. I think you did. <laughs> that was not my intent. It's not okay to be stereotypical or racist. I'm just saying that it's important to know the difference because those words are not interchangeable. Yeah, you're about 43 minutes in now. Uh, let's move to the news worth knowing. How, what do you think? You should have done one or two articles while I was in the other room. Um, friggin' cool. Yeah, friggin' cool. Um, it's horrible, obviously, property and uh, people at risk. But we're gonna need a new map of Hawaii now, cause uh, this uh, what's it called? Kilauea volcano erupted. I, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. And Kilauea is it Kilauea? I think so. Um, and. God bless all the social media and the internet age because you're getting lots and lots of video. The sky can't, the, the footage is insane. It is insane. It is the most beautifully chaotic, destructive. Oh, yeah. It's hor- horrible and hearts out to people yeah. losing losing in, homes. In and Hawaii, yeah. It's it's terrible thing, but but it's holy crap, it is beautifully chaotic. Be- yeah, beautifully Mes- dangerous. Mesmerizing. Yeah. At least 35 structures have been destroyed. Um... They say it's been subsiding, so that's good. Maybe it'll be over soon. But Janet Babb, U.S. Uh, CS geologist, told Hawaii News, now this is not over. So never mind. There's still magma in the rest of them. You know, it's always going to be moving. That's what magma does. It moves. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, terrifyingly beautiful. So, you know, thoughts and prayers out to those people in Hawaii dealing with that because you know, toxic fumes and stuff like that. Yeah, poison gas. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. No doubt. Yeah, Andy? Don't feed the animals. This is like a rule in every zoo. Every you, you don't go to the jungle. You don't feed the tigers. You don't go to the woods. You don't feed the bears. No. And you don't go to Australia and feed the fucking kangaroos. Here's the headline. Tourists warned not to feed kangaroos McDonald's fast food after a series of brutal attacks. This is insane. You people deserve everything you got. You know why, you know why they're attacking? Tell them why they're attacking. Tourists have been warned against feeding the wildlife in Australia after an increase of kangaroo attacks has left guests with gory gashes. Officials have said the attacks occurred while tourists attempted to feed the native animals junk food like corn chips and McDonald's. Yeah. Idiots. 
There have been a number of reported incidents in which kangaroos have attacked visitors. In one case, uh, causing a very deep gash to a man's stomach, the local MP Greg Piper told NSW Parliament on Tuesday. In most cases, they've been kicking out, clawing faces, and grappling with people, causing lacerations and significant scratching. Recently, one attack attacked a man who required 17 stitches in his face, Piper continued. The attacks have been happening on the grounds of Morissette Hospital. A psych facility. Psychiatric Hospital, the popular tourist site near Lake Macquarie, where travel websites send people to see wild kangaroos for free. Shane Lewis, a local tour bus operator, estimated about 2,000 visitors to the location per week, The Guardian reported. Lewis told the publication that kangaroos have learned to associate tourists with food. You can rustle a chip packet and they know what's in there, he said. That makes them aggressive. Piper said that when he visited the site, he saw tourists holding out apples, bananas, corn chips, and other processed foods, processed foods to the wild animals, The Guardian reported. Kangaroos typically graze on grasses. McDonald's isn't good for you. It's certainly not good for a kangaroo. Yeah. You, know, you, see what ha- you know what happens if you give a vegan a cheeseburger? Same shit. <laughs> they lose it and they fucking attack you. You cannot give. <laughs> they kick you. You cannot give things that don't eat meat meat. Yeah. Disrupting a kangaroo's natural diet can cause health problems such as stomach ulcers and causing aggression, according to the Department of Environment and Heritage Protection. Another problem is research has shown that animals can become quite addicted to sugar, just like humans. Michelle Shaw, nutritionist at Sydney's Toronga Zoo, told The Guardian. They are going to seek it out regardless of whether it is going to be good for them or not, so they can become quite aggressive. The dangers are you you wouldn't go near a dog when it's eating its dinner, but people let their children go over, and I've seen kangaroos lash out uh, thinking the kids are going to take their food. I mean, yeah, you you don't take a dog's food away from it when it's eating. You should know about that. That should be... You don't tug on Superman's cape. Yeah, you don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the mask off the own Lone Ranger. And you don't feed the kangaroos! That's how the song goes. And you yeah. don't pull your dick out. <laughs> uh, we're these, try- these are simple things, people. These should not have to be said. You would think. But, you know, we got to start catering to the lowest common denominator again. I guess. All right, and they posted this sign. It says, we, you have entered a wildlife sanctuary. Do not feed the kangaroos. All caps, two exclamation points. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. that's where they fucked up. <laughs> you got to have three. You three. need three exclamation points or people don't take it seriously. This is a rule of thumb. Uh, maybe it's different in Australia. I don't know. Uh, it has two bullet points. It says feeding human foods is detrimental to kangaroo health. And kangaroos are undomesticated animals that can cause injury. Again, you would think people would know that. Don't feed the kangaroos. Don't feed the trolls. And don't pull your dick out. All great advice. All great advice. How about these odds? These are pretty good odds. $18. Uh, Yeah, I know. uh, You hear about the Kentucky Derby? It's a horse race. It lasts like two minutes. And everyone, they talk about it for days before and after. Happens like what, once a year? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Uh, anyway, this is the headline woman's $18 bet on Kentucky Derby, uh, wins her $1.2 million. $18. $18 bet. A Texas woman won $1.2 million on an $18 pick five bet that included Kentucky, Kentucky Derby winner Justify. The Austin Statesman reported on Sunday that the woman who was not identified but posed for a picture will be taken home about the same amount that the owners of the race's winner. Justify's team reportedly made $1.4 million. Uh, Ratama Park Racetrack, which is located in Selma, Texas, posted a picture of the winner on its Facebook page. ESPN reported that the woman bet on the Kentucky Derby favorite and some long shots in other races at Churchill Downs, including Fanny, Funny Duck at 40 to 1. There's the payout. A uh, track spokesman told ABC that it's unheard of to win $1.2 on one, such a small bet. Justify scored his, his, the horse won. All right. Another day. Another record was also broken on Saturday as the National Weather Service said it was the wettest derby ever. Prior to the race, the agency tweeted that the rainfall totals in Louisville stood at 2.83 inches. Damn. I thought you were going to go for the obvious joke there. What's that? It was an all-women crowd. I don't get that. It's the wettest Kentucky Derby ever. 
that, see, it was, that's not it was, funny. It was that's why it didn't come into my head. It was a dirty joke. It's not funny. That's why, that's why it didn't come into my head. It was funny. It was just dirty and you didn't get it. Uh, can we skip the next story? Why? Because I want to have time to talk about the <laughs> the one afterwards. We got, we got nine minutes. All right, we'll start with that one. Start with the 7-Eleven microwave. Woman fined after urine sample damages 7-Eleven microwave, police say. You ready for this? Yeah, I read this article. Okay. A Denver woman is cited Thursday for allegedly causing damage to a 7-Eleven store microwave oven when she tried to heat a urine sample, authorities said. <laughs> a store clerk reported seeing the suspect, identified as Angelique Sanchez, 26, placed something in the Aurora, Colorado store's microwave before hearing a loud bang seconds later. Denver's KUSA-TV reported, citing an Australia, I'm sorry, Aurora Police Department report. The clerk reportedly told Sanchez to clean up the mess or she would alert the police. Sanchez then wiped out the microwave onto the floor with napkins and left. Pueblo's KOAA-TV reported, also citing the police report. The clerk then called the police and told them she noticed yellow liquid dripping from the microwave and the smell was unquestionably urine. Police later found Sanchez about a half a mile away at a health clinic where she was waiting to undergo a physical exam for urinalysis for a potential job, according to the report. This is, you, this now is, you're getting, getting the picture you now? You see what happens, Colorado? <laughs> you see what happens? One of the quality check measures for urine screening involves making sure the sample is at body temperature around 98.6 degrees, KUSA-TV reported. Uh, Sanchez reportedly told the police that she had cleaned up the mess and did not understand the problem. When I remind her that the urine blew up where people prepare their food, she told me it was not real urine. That story's coming together now, isn't it? So she bought some synthetic pee at the head shop. Yep. Said, I got a job tomorrow and I got to take a test. And they said, study hard and handed her a box. Exactly. When I, uh, the officer said he issued Sanchez a summons for damaged property after informing her that microwave is worth $500. She doesn't understand what's wrong, yet she didn't use her own microwave for this shit. Like, she doesn't, like, she doesn't understand what's wrong. And meanwhile, uh, look, those boxes say 10 seconds. The, the, reason, the reason that shit exploded is because you put it in there for like too, 30. Yeah, too high, yeah. Uh, she was not allowed to take the drug test that day. That's a very important piece she of information. She shouldn't be allowed to take the piss test at all. It should be blood test only for her from now on. Her name is, her name is in the news for right. trying to fucking avert the drug test system. <laughs> Anybody that would ever hire her should be like, no, we, we're going to blood test you if you want to work here. Like, like there's no... Yeah, yeah, we don't want you pissing all over the 7 Right, nearby. right. We use them. And meanwhile, you just ruined it for all the smart people that microwave their their, their fake urine at home and, and get get their jobs. Smart people. You just ruined it for everybody else. All the people abusing welfare in, in places that right. drug test. Do you want to save this uh, that one we skipped for last, or you want to talk about Johnny Depp? Uh, I kind of want to talk about Johnny Depp because I I think I would take that job too. Yeah. Okay, Johnny Depp attacked on location of new movie. Offered worker money to punch him back, report says. Listen to this. An out-of-control Johnny Depp attacked a location manager on set of his upcoming film, Labyrinth. Uh, multiple sources told page Aww, six. Is... No, it's, it's L.A. is capitalized. It's oh, about, yeah. okay. Uh, the spat even included Depp attempting to punch a, and bellowing at a veteran production pro. Said, I'll give you $100,000 to punch me right now before he was pulled off. <laughs> Labyrinth stars Depp. As a real LA de- uh, LAPD detective, Russell Poole, who investigated the murder of Biggie Smalls, but an in- insider said trouble on the toxic set began when Depp took over directing a scene in which he has cast two of his pals as a cop and a homeless man. Johnny's friends were in the seed, and they they just turned into way more than it should have been, said a source. So he was trying to get his friends in a movie. Downtown LA Street was closed off, and the permit ran out. Uh, Depp wanted to keep the cameras rolling. The producers kept asking for the time to be extended, explained the source familiar with the production. Finally, a location manager informed the film's director, Brad Furman, that the scene had to wrap. But Brad interjected, tell that to Johnny Depp. The location manager told Depp, this is the last shot, the source said, and when an irate Depp, who had been smoking and drinking all day on set, got in the staffer's face. He was six inches away yelling, who are you? You have no right, sources say. When the well-liked worker told Depp, I'm just doing my job, a source said Depp tried to punch him in the ribs. 
but the weak blow didn't make an impact. And Depp yelled, I'll give you $100,000 to punch me right I, now. I wouldn't have hesitated. Yeah, I would have punched him. He said it in a crowded room. That's so many witnesses. That's yep. a verbal contract. I'd punch him right in the mouth. And you, you could have offered less. <laughs> no, I, at the, at the second Depp, I heard that in a crowded room with all of those other witnesses... I'll give you $100,000. Bam! Before he finished the sentence, I probably would have yeah. clocked him. So, I mean... A hundred grand? Yeah. That's easy. And, That's that, and easy meanwhile, you, you know you don't just walk away with a hundred grand from that. Because you're going to be doing late night talk show appearances for at least three months. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a book deal and a movie. Yeah, and, and you got to tell the story about how you how punched Johnny Depp to in the be, face. You, yeah. There's going to be an origin story, a three-part series, two-part finale. I accidentally closed the internet. You got that uh, last article? Yeah. Pull it up for me. Mentos freshness. Men- All right. Mentos fresh and full of life. <laughs> Is that right? I'm not sure if that's... No, read the article. <laughs> it wasn't a Mentos commercial? No, it was not a Mentos commercial. This was a real thing that actually happened? This is a real thing that actually happened. I thought it was just a very, very clever Mentos commercial that had racial undertones. So, Jose Nipples. I'm translating because his name is Spanish. Um, you know what? Why don't you just let me read it? You said you didn't have the internet. I got it. I got it right now. I know you already know the guy's name. Off-duty police officer at service station in Orange County, California, drew a gun on a man when he sus- uh, whom he suspected of stealing Mentos worth $1.19. Say his name. Jose Ariola. Nipple. You're like... You're like Archer with that stuff. <laughs> so How does he have that last name? His last name is Ariola. It's Ariola. He's 49. He lives near Los Angeles. He told the Orange County Register that he and his wife were going to a club in mid-March when the incident occurred. They stopped at a gas station in Buena Park to withdraw cash from the ATM. Ariola's wife, Jacqueline, asked him to buy her some mints. After withdrawing $60 of cash, Ariola... Brought a, bought a pack of Mentos with a $20 bill. While waiting for the clerk to give back change, Ariola uh, pocketed the mints the video footage shows. A man wearing a black hoodie and shorts is standing behind him, immediately draws a gun, says he is a police officer, and tells him to put the candy back on the counter. Ariola insists that he has paid for the mints, but the officer tells him to take his change and leave. Quote, it's been a whole month and I can't shake it, Ariola told the register. It was traumatic and the whole incident... The whole incident, and I grew up in Santa Ana. I've been shot before. Oh, time to move, dude. Ariola has retained an eternity. Eternity. And is seeking financial damages yeah, from, from the Buena Park Police Department. Good for you, man. You, sh- you deserve it. Just <laughs> Mentos. Pulling a gun. Isn't that the... I think that's kind of like the problem. Off, it's like for stealing off Mentos. Off-duty yeah. police officer. They even, but they have a responsibility to. Here's the thing, you know what your responsibility is when you're off duty. What's that? The same as a security guard. Unless you're preventing imminent injury or harm from happening, your job is to observe and report when you're off duty. But I mean, the guy paid for it. The guy was behind him in line. He must have seen the transaction happen. And what I'm saying is, this is a cop. You, I, I assume and I expect. More from a cop than a regular civilian. He should have been, he should have looked around, he should have assessed the situation, he should have seen that there was a camera. He should have taken the guy's license plate, he should have. He had to pull a gun over a piece of candy? I know. What an, what an well, overuse, an excessive use of force. It could have gone, yeah. It, I mean, there's stories that get worse than that, that but should that, that's be a, an example. He's a cop? That should be a brandishing charge. Yeah. No, not, you're going to shoot somebody over mints? Come on. A mince he paid for. A paying customer. That's assault. Yeah. Wrongful. Uh, Accusation? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Not like Slander. Not like he was arrested. And, and, Theft. Made the guy leave without his product. That's true. You you owe me mints. Armed robbery committed by an off-duty police cop. Police officer. Unbelievable. Boom. Well, I mean, you can just see how these things can escalate so quickly because if that happened to me, I'm just like, are you fucking serious, dude? I paid for these mints. I'm waiting for my change. You've been standing here. You saw. I mean, how quickly does that transaction happen? Hand a guy a $20 bill and taking the Mentos and putting them in your pocket. That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. It's just silly. It's just absolute silliness. 
Well, I think that's about up for yeah. it for us. We're yeah. uh, seven o'clock. We're about at the hour point. So, um, hey, uh, check us out on uh, Patreon. Go to patreoncom radio. You know, consider becoming a silent partner. We can really use the help. Uh, tell like three or four of your best friends to listen to our show. Yeah, find us on iTunes or whatever uh, you listen Google, to podcasts. Google, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're everywhere you want to be. And uh, I'm the Madman, and I love you. And I'm EK, and I don't. Bye.